We interrupt this transmission to bring you the following live broadcast. It's Wednesday. It's 6 p.m. It's the Big Soul Joe Show! The longer you do that, the less we have to talk. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm going with. So I uh, I had an eventful weekend. Did you? I did. I, I went to uh, three shows in three days. I hit up uh, I hit up the Doyle show. Um, and uh, the I, I just missed you on that show because I went there. Did you? Yeah, I went there. Right, uh, I got there right when they started uh, breaking down. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, because of my buddy who works at uh, Iron... At Ironworks is putting on their acoustic show, and he's like, "Send me, give me, get, just drop the flyers off and the posters to me, so he can parade sure. around town." And he's like, "Come, come, I'll be here." I'm like, "Okay, I'll be there in ten minutes." I get there. You had just left because I was going to offer you guys a ride, and then he fucking, and then he had just left too. I was like, "What the fuck?" Well, I, I actually, uh, I went by myself, and uh, so I caught, uh, I, I caught the impurity. Uh, and as the impurity were playing, uh, during the first song, some guy broke his leg in the mosh pit and he was on the floor. Like, so you have the stage, you have the guardrail, you have the first row of people, and then you have this guy laying on the floor and this guy's laying on the floor for like the entire set of the impurity. Like he broke his leg during the first set. He's laying on the ground. His girlfriend's down there comforting him. Um, you know, security are starting to surround him, trying to figure out what the hell to do. Uh, Stop the show. So, and, 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 and like the impurity have no idea what's going on. So this is nothing on them. You know what I mean? But security is like surrounding this guy, like trying to, you know, keep people from starting up another pit somewhere in the vicinity of this guy. <laughs> um, and uh, next, you know, they're bringing, they bring over like one of those like hard plastic folding tables, like. I'm like, you are not serious. Like, this dude, he's not a fat guy, but he was a big guy. You know, he was like, he was at least 200 pounds. Like, you're not going to, come on. Like, you're not going to roll that guy onto this folding table and carry his ass out of here, right? So they open up, like, the garage doors. Like, if you've ever been to Ironworks, yeah. there's those garage doors right by the They open up the garage doors, and, like, you hear people like, yeah, nice. It's going to be cool in here now. Like, because they're, uh, like, most people have no fucking clue what's going on. This guy is just laying on the fucking ground. And, like... It's it's wet because like it rained that day, so everybody's got you know their boots and shoes are all wet and shit. Yeah. So the ground is all wet, and this guy's just laying there, and they're like trying to figure out how to get him out of there. And finally, during the Impurities' last song, the EMTs show up and get this guy on a backboard, get him on a stretcher, and get him out of there. And just like what the like, damn, like how do you? I mean, it's a freak accident, I you know, but a, a folding table, guys, come on. I knew um, at a Rapids Theater, uh, Gogol Bordello was playing, and then there was these girls that were from France, 
and they're doing a work study program in Canada. And what they did was they came over from Canada because they're huge Gogol Bordello fans. Right. And the opening act for Gogol Bordello, one of the girls broke her leg. Oh, great. And so she broke her leg, and I think it was two opening acts that night. So she goes in the van, and like she's just like trying to deal with the pain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to wrap it, and she's just like, I need to see Gogol Bordello. I need... Like... And then they're like, well, we need to bring you to a hospital. She's like, I'm not going to a hospital. I'm not going to an American hospital. I'll go back over to Canada. <laughs> so uh, that guy broke his leg. And then uh, I almost broke my leg Sunday, but I'll get to that. Jesus. I will get to that. Um, so Saturday night, I went to the uh, the, the Buffalo Irish Center. Uh, they were having that benefit there with uh, Wyatt Coyne, Shambles, uh, Evicted, Cardboard Homestead. We're on the show, Dick Biscuit. Uh, I got there when Cardboard Homestead started. Um and so I was there for like the last four bands. It was really, uh, it was a really nice venue, you know. Like they had a nice stage. They had, you know, just four lights on either side of the stage. Um, uh, the sound was really like incredible at this show, and all the bands were really good. And I, I met the, uh, I met the bass player from uh, from Shambles, who we played last week on the show. Yeah, and it just such a nice guy. He had messaged me. And he was like, "Hey, you know, thanks for playing me on the show. I really, I really liked you, you guys' show. Uh, you've got a new regular listener now, and like, uh, so, hey, Ryan, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, um, he's not listening. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, he'll he'll check the podcast later. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I so that show was fun. Uh, so, but by the end of the show, I'm just like, God damn it, I can't do this. Like, this was my second straight show." And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm getting too goddamn too goddamn old for this. Like, my back's starting to hurt, and my neck's starting to hurt. I'm like, fuck, I just want to go home, go to bed. Ouch. You know, um, you know, nothing against the bands. And I, I did let Dewey know that, you know, and 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 Lael from uh, Wide Coin. I'm like, guys, I'm taking off before the end of your set. <laughs> like, I, I will be here for like half of it, but then I'm taking off. Grizzled Joe is just like, I'm getting too old for this shit. I am getting too old for this. And then, of course, I had less than Jake the next night, um, which um, I actually I, I felt compelled to tweet to uh, one of their opening acts, Four Years Strong. And I, I tweeted, hey, more like Bore Year Long. Wow. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> wasn't even original. Eh, it was just, it was, yeah. Were they bad? I I was they're just like generic post hardcore <laughs> like and just like I I don't think they deserved the reaction that they got like the good reaction like the good re- because like the whole crowd was going nuts and now let's talk about this for a second I'm all for people having a good time at a show I'm all for you know you know moshing and whatever can can we limit crowd surfing to like 150 pounds. Like, you have to step on a scale before you can crowd surf. You, If you are over 150 pounds, your ass is not getting up there. Hey, fuck you, Joe. Because <laughs> first time I ever crowd surfed, I was, like, um, I was probably close to 200 pounds. <laughs> well, I'm 200 pounds now, and I ain't getting my fat ass up. <laughs> That's the point of crowd surfing. Someone else is supposed to get your fat ass up there. Well, I, I but I ain't making these people move my fat. I hate fucking crowd surfers, dude, but, like... Well, I hate crowd because you're always in the front row, and then they kick you in the fucking head every. It's like, guys, if you're crowd surfing, point your feet up. Stop, <laughs> stop trying to like fucking kick people in the head. We were fortunate enough to be on the side where the crowd surfers weren't going, so yeah. we didn't have anybody go overhead at all. But we were like pretty close to the stage. Um, but yeah, like, come on, let me. Like, I, I say there should be a weight limit on fucking crowd surfing. 
And fucking, like, and now these idiots are going over the barricade, right? And they're already fucking aggressive from being in the pit. Yeah. Because because this is the type of band that I would put with a fucking ska band who's going to have a circle pit is a band who's going to have an actual full-blown mosh pit. But... <laughs> So now you've got these aggressive assholes that are going over the guardrail, and now they're coming right back through, and this one fucking idiot kept shoving me every time he fucking walked by, so I would just shove him back. And, like, I was looking for him. If he went by a third time, I was going to trip him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Hey, I had a guy who kept pushing me, so I fucking punched him in the nose, and I think I broke his nose. Uh, yeah. that, that was the so, other plan. So, um, I, you know, I realized yesterday when I was coming home from work... Um, that I enjoy the I enjoy uh, going to Rapids Theater shows more. Not when I'm getting paid, but when I don't have to deal with the crowds. <laughs> when I'm sort of like just on the side watching the end. Because yesterday was yesterday was really funny because it was Dropkick Murphys. They had right, lined. and then their two support acts was Agnostic Front, Agnostic Front, who most people consider them the the originators of thrash music. They started in like 82 or 83 before Metallica. And they were doing, they were doing hardcore slash thrash music. And then their openers were a ska band. <laughs> so it was a ska band, yeah. a hardcore band, and then a punk rock band. A so all over band. the place. I really liked uh, direct hit who were one of the other openers. And they did Everclear. You said they, they came out and they were sound checking and they're just fucking around playing uh, Santa Monica by Everclear. And then it's like, we're direct hit. See ya. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and walk off stage until they had to come back out and play their actual set. But uh, they were really good. So uh, Sunday night, I almost broke my leg. Ow. Uh, so after the show, we're like, you know, it's a Sunday night, so you can't get a bus home. You gotta get, you gotta take an Uber or a cab or something. So, I wanted to get an Uber before we, uh, before everybody else started trying to get Ubers so that the price wasn't going to be like 20 bucks to get home. Yeah. Um, so we went around the corner cause, cause you know, town ballrooms right there on main street, right where the train is for anybody that's not uh, familiar. Uh, the train is right there. There is like cars can drive there, but it's very narrow. They can't stop there. So to, to get an Uber, we went around the corner. We went to East Tupper street and, um, I punched in and it was like, I wasn't sure what the address we were at were. So we walked up uh, another block to uh, to East Tupper in Washington. And then there's like three businesses right there that are like 16, 18 and 20 East Tupper Street. And it just says right on the front of the building. So it's like, all right, cool. Let's go wait across the street at East Tupper Street at 20 East Tupper Street and get our Uber. Um, so as I'm like punching in to get the Uber and heading across the street on East Tupper. Next thing I know, my leg is in the ground. <laughs> and, and, and like I'm like what what the fuck like what happened you know like how is my leg and, and I was like up to my knee like in the ground there is a big hole right where the street meets the curb and like there was like a, a you know like one of those um, tent, like the tent uh, kind of uh, you know warning sign oh, okay, things yeah. right but I don't know if the wind blew it over or what but it's just laying there so I didn't see it. I'm my leg is in the ground. I'm like, what? Like, I don't know if my leg's broken. I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? And I'll, my main concern right now is I just want to go the fuck home. Yeah. Because I've been out for the last three days. I want to go home. So I like got the Uber and and Karina's like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm like, I don't want to sit. Like, 
So I sat down and I got I called the Uber and I'm just sitting there and like as I'm waiting for the Uber, I'm just like, you know, maybe I should flag over one of these cops because, you know, it's right by the Buffalo police station. Yeah. Like maybe I should flag over one of these cops and tell them what happened. Yeah, they just give you a ticket though. And well, and then I, but then I got up and, but then I was like, well, I don't want to cancel the Uber because I really just want to go home, <laughs> you know? Um, and like, if my leg's not broken, who cares? So like, what, what am I going to do? I'm going to sue because ow, I hurt my leg. Ooh. Yes. So I emotional distress. Uh, maybe. So I get up and, uh, and, uh, you know, when the Uber gets there and, uh, like I'd rolled my pant leg up and I didn't see any bruising or nothing. I stood up and I was okay to stand up and I like hopped on one foot. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And we, you know, we get in the Uber and, um, we're just sitting in the back and my leg starts to hurt, like from just my, my jeans rubbing up against where my, you know, where my leg must've gotten scraped up. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just Uber driver, we're talking about it. Like me hurting my leg and shit. Uber driver doesn't say shit doesn't ask us for directions when he's going the wrong way. Like, what the fuck, man? But, you know, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care that you didn't ask if I'm okay, but dude, if you don't know where you're going, <laughs> at least say, hey, am I going the right way? Isn't it all through, like, GPS and shit? It is, and he, he took a wrong turn somewhere, because we got on the throughway, and the next thing I know, I look up, and we're not on the throughway, and I'm like, we're still in downtown Buffalo, we're driving back by Channel 7 again. Like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know, wow. I'm my main concern is like, did I like? I'm so glad I didn't break my leg. And then I like when I got home, like just the scrapes across my the side of my leg, and like she made me put ice on it and shit. So I'm sitting on the couch watching the elimination chamber with <laughs> ice pack on my leg. She, sta- she takes good care. Of she does. She takes very good care of me. Um, because what have you done for her lately? No, Joe? nobody else is good. I gave her chocolate earlier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, women, but yeah. women love chocolate. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, and then like when I went to bed, like my ankle really started bothering me and it was like, it felt like, like it needed to crack, you know, like there was an yeah. air bubble or something, but it's like, I didn't want to crack it. I was too worried. <laughs> like yeah, what yeah. happens if I crack it? And then it cracked itself and I've been fine ever since. But yeah, I just fell into a fucking hole on East Tupper street. So, uh, so if, yeah, if you're there, if you're walking over there, please be careful. <laughs> Don't don't be on your cell phone at the same time you're walking. Yeah, if you need to call an Uber, get to where you're going before you call your Uber. I guess <laughs> I guess is the moral of the story. But how much was the Uber? Uh, that's all I'm taking away from the story. Twelve bucks. Okay, it was less than twelve. It was like eleven something. And because he went the wrong way and didn't like even like acknowledge that we were talking about a potential like broken leg or anything, you know, we didn't tip him or <laughs> like fuck you, dude. We gave him a four star rating because he got us home safe. You know what I mean? And if you give them, like, three or less, they won't match you with the guy again. I don't give a shit if I match with the guy again, but, like, next time I'll know to be like, okay, dude, this is the way you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. But, yeah. Lady Laura Moore says she hates chocolate. She's, maybe she's not a lady. Maybe. Here, let me show you this bruise. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that uh, that's... Uh... Maybe I think I have a it picture. Looks like, it looks a little bit like road rash, actually. Actually, it, it, it pretty much is. Yeah, but the the wrong way to get road rash. Right, yeah, exactly. Like I fell into a hole, and like this is from this is really from like my jeans brushing up against my leg from with the impact of the of the concrete or cement or what the yeah. fuck. I like Jesus, man. Who the fuck does that? <laughs> yeah, when when I worked uh, when I worked yesterday. Dropkick Murphys get on stage. Now, 
the all the bands have a ten hour drive to Indianapolis for the next show. Yeah. So they were like, so every band was like, we're leaving right after the show. So Agnostic Front says the same thing, and they get off stage and they're they're packing their shit up and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we've got like a twenty minute changeover, so we're just waiting and we're waiting and we're we're waiting and. Nothing's going on. The The crowd has, has dispersed a little bit because some people are going to the bathroom. Some people are getting drinks. Then Dropkick comes on. They play their first song. And then they get into their second song. And then I'm told, hey, you need to go across the area, across the venue, and go to the merch booth because Agnostic Front needs help with that. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Like, how the fuck am I getting... They were taking the merch booth out while... Yeah, while... Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I'm like, well, and, and the way it was worded to me was, this is like priority number one, get it done right fucking now, get over there. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, well, it's going to be faster if I just go through the crowd, I guess. Fucking assholes, man. <laughs> the fucking crowd yeah. were such fucking assholes. Like there's one guy and I'm like, Hey man, I got to get through here. And he goes, a lot of people got to get through here. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, no, I work here. He goes, yeah, so do I. Fuck you. Ha. And I'm like, I had my lanyard on my, because on sold out shows, I put my lanyard on my on my uh, shirt. Yeah. On my collar. It clips on there. So people can actually see that I work there and I'm not just being a fucking asshole. I should start doing that, though. I think I should do that. I think I should do that. <laughs> What do you mean, Dimebag Daryl gone 13 years ago? <laughs> I, I had to correct my friend. He posted that. Yeah. Uh, I said, dude, Dime died in December. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Is it his birthday today? No. <laughs> Apparently, Pantera posted something. Uh, according to him, I don't know. It must have just popped up on his timeline or something. I, you Weird. Know, you know how that goes with Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, man. Like when I, went to, uh, when I went to Steel Panther... And Stone Sour, and I was trying to leave before Stone Sour. You know, it took me like half an hour to get to the back of the venue. Yeah, it was fucking, it was, people are fucking assholes. I wasn't even like right up front. Like I was on the, uh, I was on the side. So it was like up front on the side. And then like, uh, it took me a half an hour to get to the back of the fucking building. And it's like, God damn, like, all right, I just want to go home, guys. I, I saw the band I want to see. <laughs> get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, but yeah, like, so yeah, it was a fun weekend. Had a had a lot of shows that I got to go to. I'm going to see Anthrax on Friday. Yeah, Anthrax and uh, Kill Switch Engage. Killthrax. Yeah. Anthrax. And when is that? That's Friday. You said, that's right? Friday. Yeah, Friday. They're going to be at the House of Guitars for a free meet and greet. Anthrax. Are they? Yeah, that's you cool. You should go there early. That's cool. And we're going to go, uh, you and I, to uh, Weird Al Yankovic in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he just had his first show yesterday. Did he? Where he played cover songs. Nice. Yeah, so he played some parodies, too. Did he? Yeah. Interesting. His famous parodies. Okay. He did do one I liked. He did um, uh, Buy Me a Condo. Okay. And now I just hope he plays that song. If he just played, like, I didn't know, I only knew, like, three songs. <laughs> and the whole I'll set, t- and all I want is him to play Buy Me a Condo now. I'll have to check out the uh, set list. I want to buy me a condo. Buy me a quiz and art. Get the water wall carpeting. Get the water full of credit cards. I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, so I tried to buy Metallica tickets yesterday. Uh, so they had the, uh, the nine o'clock, uh, fan club, uh, like old school fan club pre sale. 
And then the How many fan clubs are there? There's there's the Legacy Fan Club, which is the one you used to have to pay 50 bucks a month for or 50 bucks a year. Oh, God. 50, bu- 50, bu- 50 bucks a year. I mean, it's large, so it could be 50 bucks a month, but Jesus. Right. Um and then uh then there's the uh fifth members, which are like if you just sign up at the website which is what I am. So at 11 o'clock, it's like, all right, cool. Time to buy Metallica tickets. And I'm like prepared. I'm like floor or bust. And it's like reserved seating level one, reserved seating level two. Like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I ain't going in reserved seating. And then I'm like conceding like, all right, let me just fucking buy reserved seats and I'll try and swap them for floor later. And then it's like, there are no tickets available at the price you requested. Like, are you fucking shitting me? Yeah. And um, apparently, if you went on StubHub yesterday, there were already like 600 or so tickets uh, on there. I saw someone post. I, I saw some on there yesterday. I got a notification today because I put for $150 or less Yeah. Uh, for notifications. But, I mean, like, I'm hoping I can get in on tomorrow's pre-sale and hopefully get tickets tomorrow. If not, I'm going to have to compete with the general public. But it's, it is floor or bust. I'm going to be on the fucking floor or I'm not going to be in the fucking building. I just don't have the fucking money because like, yeah. I'd, I'd be right there. Like, as my buddy, he has a Citibank credit card and apparently he only has it so he can get uh, shows everywhere but Buffalo. <laughs> but he was he's just like, yeah, I got it for Metallica. I'm like, I don't have money, dude. I'm like, can I use it too? He goes, no. I'm like, well, then I can't. I, unless I can use your actual credit card, not just your presale code. I, I can't. I can't yeah, right. Because like, it's like, what is it? It's like 165 for for floor. Yeah, uh, one thirty-five plus like a fifteen-dollar fee. Yeah, so like I, I'd love to do it, and I've seen I've seen the three out of the four. Metallica is the only one, and I feel like I should see Metallica. <laughs> Just everyone's ripping on it, like, oh, the the sound is so terrible there, and it's it's fucking horrible. And it's like, you know what, dude? Um, I went there. Excuse me, I went there for the um, couple of Sabers game. Uh, I went there for a Sabers game. Went there for wrestling. And we went there for Roger Waters, and none of them sucked. Yeah, no, not at all. And none of the Metallica shows I've been to there sucked either, so fuck did those they, people. Did they have uh, the round stage? Yeah. Oh, okay, so. Yeah. Because one of them was someone like I trust, but he's he's gotten grumpier over the years. So. Yeah. Um. By the way, uh, Ryan from Shambles shot me a message. She said, uh, thanks for the shout-out that he had to get off the treadmill to confirm that he is indeed listening. Boom. So, boom. I'm sorry for taking you off the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He said he was going to listen, and he's actually listening. How about that? Uh, Mark, I give that a five. I haven't looked at any of Mark's messages. Well, he shot us a huge cock I Yeah, ago. and I, I haven't, I've been trying to avoid any of his messages since then. Uh, but I did see the one with his bird with the uh, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, I, yeah. Went, I went to the porn store yesterday, and I was just like, I wanted to find the biggest dildo and just take a picture of it. But then, like, and just, and send it in our on our feed to him. But you know, it, it all it's going to be is like, oh, so you're going to use that on you? I was like, uh, or you guys are going to think that I bought it. So I'm like, you know what, I just, I don't want, <laughs> I, don't want I was so tired at the time, because it was like, it was, it was like, uh, about one o'clock in the morning and uh-huh. and I went I went there from Niagara Falls it was Niagara Falls and I just had like a 20 minute conversation with the guy there because he was so fucking nice and he's just like and I'm like you know you're the only person that at a porn store that has ever actually talked to me and he goes you know you're like the only customer that's ever talked to me I'm like oh we're friends <laughs> and I'm like so how's it to clean up jizz here he goes it's not too bad 
That's I actually had that because they have a theater back there. Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, so when do you clean? He goes four o'clock. I'm like, so around four thirty is when I should come in if I ever want to look at porn. So what does the average jizz mopper make an hour? Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, fifteen. By the way, fifteen. That's not and bad. Niagara Falls. He make he makes more funny cleaning. Makes more money cleaning jizz up than I do handling tens of thousands of dollars worth of musical equipment. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I just depressed myself so fucking much. <laughs> I'm so tired because I didn't go to bed um, until fucking late. And then I was, and then my buddy calls me nine <laughs> o'clock in the morning. So it was like six or so when I went to sleep. I was drunk. Yeah. You and I were talking about five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So I was drunk um, because I was in so much pain after the show. Um, because I, I work so much harder than everybody else. I can say that because everybody says they work harder than everybody else. So Right. But um, I did everything. <laughs> I, li- I lifted up one-ton cases by myself. They said four men. I said, I am four men. Like, shit like that. But, <laughs> um, I was in so much pain that I, I went home and just had... I, I popped three screwdrivers like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that my old vodka bottle still had about a shot left. So I just popped a shot of that. Nice. And then, and then you started texting me. <laughs> I'm like, who do we play on the show tonight? <laughs> I'm texting my bassist like, dude, I love you. You're like the best bassist ever. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm as I'm typing this, I'm like, man, maybe I should wait till I'm sober. For- no! And just <laughs> So I think you, I went back and checked, because what I do is when I, when I wake up the next day, I didn't even have a hangover when I woke up, and I think that was just because I was really still drunk. <laughs> Because I had a splitting headache by around noon today. But my buddy needed to go to, um, he needed me to drop, pick him up because he was dropping his car off at the last fucking minute to get new brakes and shit. And then he's like, I'm going to go to sleep. You need to stay up in case he calls. I'm like, what the fuck? What? It's not your responsibility. (laughs) So I start nodding off around like one. And then the guy calls me and he's just like, so what do you need done on the car? I'm like, he was fucking there talking to you. What the fuck? Right. This is what he needs. Do it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. He's like, okay, it'll be done in a little bit. And then he calls me at four o'clock. He's like, it's ready. I'm like, I, and I was just about to go out the door because I had a point, uh, my chiropractor. Yeah. 30. But what I do is after uh, I wake up from a drunken stupor, I, uh, I check my phone to make sure I didn't send any stupid stuff out. And um, I love my like, boom, enter, goes, enter, the, enter, dynamite, enter. And then I did die, enter, nigh, enter, might. Like, I was just on fucking Facebook to you. I was like, I was a little drunk last night, okay? I think I woke up to that, actually. Like, I I was in here uh, doing some, like, just messing around with some software that I was trying to run. And, uh, I mean, you know what I was working on. But, um, like, I'm messing around with some stuff and just trying to, you know, get stuff right. Because it's new stuff to me. And, and, like, you know, that's when... I think you messaged me first or something. I don't know what happened. No, you you commented and I messaged and then, yeah, I don't fucking know. But, yeah, Brian was drunk. Yeah, I was, I was drunk. And I went to bed at like five. But I thought of all the bands. You did. So let's play one of them now. We will. How about a band called Rise from Autumn? Yeah, they're not a band anymore, but sure. Sure. I picked a lot of bands that aren't bands. Sure. Uh, let's just go with this one, because it's one song. It's yeah! Called, it's called Heavy Hearts on all WNY Radio, the Think So Joe Show.
Any second up, there it is. Maybe started from the beginning. Maybe. Yeah, there it is.
guys from autumn on the think so joe show all west new york radio yeah that was a pretty good one right that was pretty good as I, I was listening to a um to a terrestrial station this morning and those still exist their segues were so fucking bad <laughs> i listened to um I listened to uh, local uh, terrestrial radio morning DJs once, and like their first eighteen minutes of their show was other pipe, other people's copyrighted material. Yeah, and like, what the fuck? Don't do you guys ever talk? And well, and like the when I listened, it was like nine, it was nine forty five, so they only had uh, like like fifteen minutes left, so or something like that. So what they did is they were like, okay, we're back, and just to just to recap, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Man, I don't know about that, brother. Well, speaking of brother, like, it wasn't even part of the story, which is fucking annoying. <laughs> you're just you're just getting that? No, I've oh, had okay. that. It was something else. Yeah, I, I, I got that, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you. I, I, have, I have a pre-sale code. It might be a different one, but I have one. <laughs> even Key Bake Center's like, you know, I don't like these scalpers anymore. I don't know what the point of scalping is. Like, but do you do you remember when I, you know, I got the Weird Al tickets like three or four days pre-order? Yeah. And when I did that, I had to like go through a verification process to prove I was human. Yeah, Metallica doesn't do that. Well, it's not Metallica; it's the ticket brokers. Oh, so well, it's in this case for for our for KeyBank Center, it's Tickets.com, or uh, for Metallica overall, it's Live Nation. So, like, because I think it was Foo Fighters on their last tour that they did. You had to go to their website and purchase off of their website right. and go through the hoops. And people were bitching about it because, like, it's harder to buy tickets. It's just like, well, if you want to fucking see the band, you'll go through that one extra hoop. Right. To see a huge band. I mean, mute site. It doesn't give me mute tab. It gives me mute site. Oh, they can't. Shit, they... You're doing the show. Sorry for bugging. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was actually listening to I the show. I thought he was too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm trying to like mute the tab, and I, it says mute site, which is different than what it usually is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll hit mute site. Oh yeah, because it can... don't matter. I mean, they can't hear this anyway. Yeah. Like I, I was worried that it was coming through the uh, through the laptop. Yeah. And so I started muting tabs. And I'm like, no, if I fucking mute these tabs, You're when gonna... I go to play them <laughs> later, they're gonna be muted, and I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah. So I kind of realized, like, no, I don't want to do that. And then I also realized that the volume was down and that we're uh, we're the only ones hearing the, the notifications go off. So I've got I've got some rules. Okay. Um, for like we we have these conversations every couple months uh, for live shows. Um, number one is kindness is key. Yes. Um, and what I mean is if if someone's trying to pop through. You know, let him let him get through for the most part, uh, especially because I was working my like, especially when they're walk, working their way to the back. I, I will tell you fucking through. I will tell you I am. I was totally guilty of that one at uh, less than Jake. You're just trying to sneak up the fuck up there. No, we were we were standing and like I got my arm around Karina and people are just trying to walk through us. And it's like, yeah, that ain't fucking happening. Like you can walk in front of us, you can walk behind us, but you ain't getting through us, you know, like. Well, yeah, like, and that's another thing. When you're making your way, especially if you're leaving, make it known that you're leaving. Because then they're like, oh, then the, I can get up a little more. I can get up one more person. Sure. Like, and, and that's like, that's what I was doing. And I was never trying to get in between people unless there was no other way. 
I ended up going through the bar. <laughs> like I went through the bar and then I just hopped over the fucking bar because I was just because I was so fucking tired of this shit. See, I think I'd be a complete dick if I were still a musician. Like if I were on stage, I'd be like, you know, and and, and I mean, like if I was a popular musician, you know what I mean? Because I'd be the guy that's like, hey, you know, uh, it's cool if you guys shoot video, but the people behind you didn't pay to watch the show through your phone, so please be considerate. Yeah. You know, or, you know, well, I mean, and, Jack, and I'd be like, don't fucking crowd surf, you fucking bastards. Well, Jack White, <laughs> I mean, he's got a no cell phone policy. You have to put it in a bag. Yeah, Tool was doing that yeah, too, I think, so, right? So, yeah. But, um, people still fucking hid cell phones in places. Well, yeah, that's... That's <laughs> just how it goes. But I, I honestly, like, like, here's the thing is... I'm, you know, if I were a musician, I'd be like, okay, it's cool if you shoot video. That's the day and age we live in now. All right. So if you want to shoot video, take pictures or whatever with your fucking phone, go ahead. But please consider the people behind you that pay just as much for their fucking ticket and are trying to watch the show without watching it through your phone. Yeah, because it's it's hard going like for a musician or for a, someone in the crowd going. He told me not to live live vicariously through my phone, and at the same time, he's taking pictures of us and video of us. Like, mm-hmm. like, because I've seen guys like, "Hey guys, put your phones down," and as he's doing selfies on stage with the, <laughs> like, it's just like now as a musician, I know why he's doing it, you know, so he can put it on social media and shit. Like sure, that. but at the same time, like, uh, yeah, can you be a little considerate because we paid you to not take selfies and we paid you to fucking play music? Yeah, right. So I think I think it's a double edged sword there. Like if you're gonna do it, like you have to you have to show the respect to the audience if you want them to respect you the way you want it done. Sure. Um, like a lot of these bigger artists, like Dave Chappelle and Jay Z and and Jack White and Tool, they're like, listen, um, we're gonna play these places, and um, if you don't adhere to our rules, we're just not gonna play these places anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's we have we have enough fans in this world where you know we're we can Jack White can retire tomorrow and be good sure. for the rest of his life. So could Metallica, so could Tool, so could Jack, you know, so so could everybody, pretty much. So, um, like, and that's the thing. Like the the other thing, um, I'm gonna say is don't get fucking blackout drunk. No, like, I don't. I, I, how pathetic is your life? How pathetic is your sad and sorry life that you're like, I need to get blackout drunk before the headliner who I came to see is gonna come on. Like you're like. <laughs> When like I talk to people all the time, they're like, "Oh man, yeah, I saw Metallica in '89, right? You know, right when this, right when they did this thing or this. Like it was, oh, it was so fucking awesome." And you're like, "Oh, really? It was awesome? Yeah, man. Like so, like what was the set list? Oh, I don't remember, man. I was so shit faced. <laughs> I was so shit. Like there were people that I talked to that were at the um." That they were at the um, the Guns N' Roses Metallica incident mm-hmm. where people were throwing shit, and I'm like, I'm like, like how was it? Like how were angry were you? He goes, I don't know. I was so drunk. I don't know if I threw anything, but I took a chair home. God I'm like, damn. what? Like, mm-hmm. like you're just vandalizing for the sake of vandal. Everybody else is vandalizing, so you know I gotta get on it too. If there's ever a time to break <laughs> the law, now everyone's kill. Everyone's purging. It's time to do it now or never. Yeah, right. Like it was like. A- and it's like there. I saw a guy just the what do you call it? the second band didn't even go on, and the cops were like <laughs> shining lights in his face, which kept making him throw up because he was so blackout drunk. And they're like, "What are you doing?" I go go ha. What was that? 
I'm going home. No, you're laying down. I'm going home slowly. <laughs> uh, God damn, man. I mean, you know me. I don't even fucking drink. I haven't touched a drop of alcohol. Well, champagne on New Year's aside uh, since September. Really? Yeah. Why? I just haven't felt like drinking. Oh. And I'm happier that way. So, you know, whatever. Um, but I can't it's, imagine like it's, like it's like you drink less and then I drink more. But I mean, like, why would I go to a show, to your point, and, like, get so drunk that I'm not going to remember the show? I did that once. I got so fucking high uh, for Warp Tour one year. Maybe it was Edgefest, one of the two. One of them LaSalle Park shows back in the day. And um, I remember I saw Rancid from the line to get Alien Ant Farm's autograph. And that is all I remember. Like, I don't remember shit else. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. It wasn't even cocaine. It was... <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it was just weed. <laughs> it's probably weed laced with cocaine. No, I think it was... Uh, I think I was on ecstasy for that one. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't remember shit. Um, but, like, why did I spend that money to go to that show and I don't remember it? Yeah, like, and, that, and that's the whole thing. Like, I, I'm going there and I want, I want to remember the experience. And I used to, like, buy the fucking t-shirts and shit like that, but t-shirts are, like, crazy for the most uh-huh. for the most part. Like, the punk band, I love the punk bands, because the punk bands are, like, $20, $20 dollars for a shirt, that's it. Which, that's how much it costs normally for a decent t-shirt. Sure. At a, at a store. So sure. You're like, so you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe a little bit more, but it's got the tour dates on the back and blah, blah, blah. And Dropkick Murphys were like that, too. Or, you know, $65 for a Marilyn Manson shirt that just has his face on the front and nothing <laughs> on the back. Well, I mean, Fuck that guy, I mean, you could go to a Justin Bieber concert and buy a, Mar- a shirt with Marilyn Manson's face on it that says Bieber on the back for a hundred dollars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was so fucking stupid. Mm. But it's like it's shit like that. It's like, don't get don't get fucking shit faced. And uh, the other thing is, if you are invited on stage by the band, don't try to pull the set list up off of the stage. While really? The Somebody did that? They invited about 50 people uh-huh. on stage, right? So they invite about 50 people on stage. They're doing their last song. And I think it's called, like, Last Call or something like that. So they start doing it, and they just start inviting all these women up. And it started looking, like, really creepy because it's, it's all these guys and then just, like, 25 women. And then all of a sudden, guys start... It's like someone told their guy, told uh, their guys that were letting people in, like, maybe, maybe we should let, let some cocks in here. <laughs> so uh, let's... Fuck what, 17 girls in a row last night. <laughs> well, like, it was like, and like the first like 15 or 20 of them were like rail thin, like heroin addicts. Right. Well, it is Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, <laughs> can we get like, can we get a little bit of diversity in, up, up on that stage? So look, let's get someone who smokes weed, not just crack. <laughs> so they, um, so they start letting all these people on there. And then like, they're like, all of a sudden confetti is, is flying and shit like that. And these people are like, this one guy took all these picks. He had like a handful of picks he found on the ground. He just kept, as everyone's dancing, he's just going around just picking up guitar picks. And he starts handing them out to people. I'm like, oh, what a nice guy. Then he pushes some fucking, like she couldn't have been more than 15 or 16 year old girl out of the way so he can rip the fucking set lists oh, up. Jesus. And they're all fucking doing it. They're all fucking just ripping set lists up. Fucking two Buffalo Sabres were there. And like the people are dancing on stage trying to go to the Buffalo Sabres players and they're like come dance with me and they're like no and and then right at the end i hear one woman go i want your autograph and he goes no i'm sorry and and she goes well fuck you you piece of shit 
I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and apparently, like, they're friends of the of the Dropkick Murphys. So uh, and there was also a boxer there too, a famous boxer. Yeah. So, but it was just it was fucking. I'm like, you're just talking shit. You're here. They're here to see a show just like you. I don't. I don't go to your job and slap the cock out of your mouth. <laughs> right. Like what? Like I was. I could not fucking believe it. Like be fucking respectful. Like we had some of our guys. Like as we're we're like only halfway through the day, and this guy fucking goes to the guitar tech and goes, "Hey man, you have any guitar picks?" I'm like, "Dude, dude, don't fucking do that, man." Mm-hmm. You wait till the end of the show. You see if you can find some picks on the ground or something like that. You don't. You don't fucking piss people off. And then what you do. You don't bother anybody, and then what you do is at the end, it's the end of the show, there isn't anything there, and you, you just happen to be by the guitar or bass, t- bass tech, and they got something, because they usually have picks right in their pockets. You go, hey man, by any chance do you have a pick? Mm-hmm. If, if if not, that's cool. I saw another of our fucking employees asking for a set list. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Right? God, punch a fan out and take theirs, like every normal person. <laughs> but it was just like, it was like that simple shit, like... I don't know. Like, I've got I've got a lot of I've got a lot of pluses and minuses, not just for the fans, but for employees of venues. Sure. Like, like I used to have huge issues with with um with Rapids Theater when I went there. I used mm-hmm. to have huge issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, one issue is I feel like they oversell, mm-hmm. which I can't guarantee that they do or don't oversell. If they did oversell a place and they were oversold, the fire marshal's there and the fire marshal would shut them down. So sure. They must not be overselling, or at least not overselling that much. Um, all of their um, fire fire exits are marked and easily accessible. I know that because I'm usually the one making sure they're easily accessible. Um, one thing, I, as a fan, I always hated was was security because security at times can be real fucking assholes. Um, and I realized, listen, first off, that really has nothing to do with the venue. It's a separate security company, and then secondary. Uh, a security guard cannot give an inch because someone will take a mile afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of times someone's like, you know, at a hot venue, like, hey, man, can I get some water? And the security guard goes, no, I can't give you any water. If if the guy up on stage wants to throw you a fucking water, he can go right ahead. If my boss tells me, give him a fucking water, I'll give you a fucking water. I am not giving you a fucking water. Mm-hmm. It's not my job to, to make sure you're hydrated here. It's my job that you don't kill somebody. Mm-hmm. It's my job that you don't hop over the barricade and 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 go after these guys. That's their job. Their job is more for the immediate safety of the band, and then after that, the the safety of of the audience. But it's not his job to make sure that you were smart enough to get a drink of water. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why, and and that's why what was happening was, and 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 they, to to their credit, Warp Tour went. We need to have stations. We need to have water stations. Yes, free water stations because because back in the day when I went to Warp Tour, we didn't have that shit. Yeah. So I had a friend. He was he was so dehydrated. Steam was coming yeah. out of his pores, and it was like they ended up like we took some of the ice water from their fucking bucket where they were selling water because they were out of fucking water at that point. I yeah, think. yeah, <laughs> you know. But still, but and that's and that's how it goes. And and but that that's how it is. And the other thing I didn't like was the sound, and I realized, but I didn't know too much about sound, and they fixed that now because what sure. they used to do is. They had their they had their fucking speakers that were hanging, and they were almost level with the audience. Right. So now what we've been doing is we've been pushing the barricade back just a little bit more, and then we also have these fills in the front. We call them front fills. 
I know, right? It's ingenious. <laughs> and they're pointing at the audience. We have two of them. So the people in the first couple of rows can still hear the music better than they used to. Right. But um, I don't think I'm going to go there as a fan for a show for a long time. <laughs> but I, But to be fair, I really only go to local shows now. So I haven't been to... Because I don't like standing anymore. I'm too fucking lazy. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. I that's that's how I was all weekend. I'm like, God damn it, I just want to fucking sit down. Yeah, I went to I went to band practice Monday and I got these Lily bought me these really cool pants. Bought me a really cool belt buckle too. Or a belt. It's a seatbelt. Check it out. Seatbelt. Neat. So um But she bought me these really cool pants for performing. And I'm like, well, let me put them on. And I had to like baby oil my fucking legs to get into them like they're they're like they're they look like they could have been my sister's jeans they're so fucking skinny um but they're like all ripped and when i have my leg uh bent at the knee it looks like a like a pork roast <laughs> so um but i put on i wore exactly what i would wear at a show for the most part i have my contacts i put my hair back and I'm like, I'm gonna go to this fucking band practice. I'm gonna perform when we're doing song when we're not practicing, when we're just like rehearsing. I'm going to perform these songs like I would live. And the band, like we 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 do a song and we pr we practice for like three or four hours. Then I'm like, okay, let's do some of our old, let's do some of the older music that we already know by hand, and we just need to work out the performance aspects of. And everyone's like, oh, I'm so tired, though. I'm like, I don't care. So we do a song. <laughs> I picked all the songs where everyone has to do the most fucking work. Because those are the songs we haven't played we haven't played in a while. So I'm like, do this song. And everyone's like, okay. And I'm like jumping up and down. And I almost kill myself a couple of times. And <laughs> my head almost goes into a, a light bulb and shit like that. But we finish it. Now everyone's like, <sighs> and um. I'm like, okay, let's do Fear No More now. And they're like, no, oh, I'm like, I don't care. So we do that. <laughs> Brian is trying to kill Breaking Solace. At the you end, heard it here first. And then I did an, and then we did another one. And then at the end of the practice, like, I am just like sopping wet. My my shirt. I didn't even perform. Like, I didn't even like it wasn't in front of an audience with hot lights and shit like that. But I was just melting. And I'm like, okay. I'm really tired and I'm hurting a little bit and maybe this wasn't a good idea since I've worked the next day, but at least I know I will uh, I'll be able to perform live again because it's been so fucking long. Yeah, right. But it was just so funny like just just pretty much putting my band through the paces They're like, <laughs> oh, come on. So uh, to add to your uh, like things you shouldn't do at shows or things you should do at shows keep your shit in your pocket. Like I, I was at uh, I was at the Buffalo Irish Center Saturday, and somebody turned in a phone while Wyatt Coin was playing. And they're like, "Anybody lose a phone? It's it's you know it's a phone. <laughs> if it's yours, come get it. I'm gonna leave it on the stage." And uh, then the next night at Less Than Jake, it's like, "Did somebody lose a phone? We got this big fat fucking iPhone here on stage. On stage. What the fuck, man? He's like, whose phone is it? And he like had to bring this guy up. He's like, I don't know if this is your phone. How do I unlock this phone? And the guy goes, my thumbprint. He says, all right, get on stage and unlock your phone. So the guy gets on stage, unlocks his phone. He's like, here, get back in the audience. Don't lose your fucking phone again. And then like five minutes later, you know, the other guy in the band is like, 
they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm checking out somebody's ID here. If your birthday is February 13th, I have your ID. What the <laughs> fuck, man? <laughs> it was some guy. Like, how the fuck? Like, I just take it and fucking throw it, man. Like, <laughs> small band, big band, fuck you. <laughs> like, what the? Leave me, why are you? Why do you have all this? Oh my god! This is why I hate giant fucking phones too. It's <laughs> the funny part is, is, is he goes, he goes. How many bands do you know would stop in the middle of a show to help somebody find their phone? And I'm just standing there like, Wyatt Coin did it yesterday. <laughs> you, know, like, you fucking shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. And I would, and I, and like that's another reason I won't crowd surf anymore. Is back when I used to crowd surf was before you had cell phones and shit. Back like, in my day. Now, now it's like now I might lose something if I fucking crowd surf. Fuck I, that. I almost went into the uh, the audience to crowd surf yesterday, and <laughs> they had a a wall of death and a circle pit. And I was like, you know, that's probably not the best idea. No. So I I still say there should be a weight limit on crowd surfers. So I'm not allowed to crowd surf. No, you're too big. I, and I'm too big. You heard it first. He called me fat. <laughs> and I'm also too big. <sighs> I don't give a fuck what Scott Leffler likes. <laughs> Lady Laura Moore said to stop swearing because Scott doesn't like it. Fuck, man. He doesn't like it? Ah, I guess he fucking doesn't. Well, holy shit farts. He'll see me tomorrow. He can fucking yell at me tomorrow if he fucking wants to. Yeah, or suck his dick. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, I watch this porno, and this girl goes to this guy and goes, you've been really naughty, doggy. I'm gonna punish you by sucking your dick. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, no. Can you punish me next? <laughs> uh, was it the pizza guy? Did he, was he, was he late? I, I, no. I don't know how this works anymore. <laughs> Dude, there's just one porno, and my buddy, um... My buddy had it for some reason. I just took it. <laughs> and I was like married and had kids already. And I just I'm like, porno, hey. Brian's like, hey, I'll I will, take that. I'll watch, I'll, I watch almost anything once. I've watched beheadings. I've watched, um, I, I have, I've watched some just terrible things. Um, I've watched consensual rape where it's, you're like, I give consent. You sign it away and stuff. Like you, you give your consent. But it's like, I give my consent for anything as long as it doesn't lead to permanent scarification and death. Okay. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I don't think it's, it was hard to fucking watch. It was I'm hard. Sure. To, it was hard to fucking watch. It was, it was fucking for a college project for psychology. Of course it was. And, um, there were a couple of ways of doing it. it. You can talk about this, how it was, how it the psychology of the person that was being raped. Mm -hmm. Or you could do the psychology of watching somebody watch this. So I was the person watching it and <laughs> someone else, because the other person's just like, I, I don't think I can do it. So what they did is they actually put headphones on and had pretty music playing. Cause they didn't even want to hear the music. They didn't, they didn't want to hear the yelling, the crying. The, and I'm watching this thing. And she goes, we got about eight minutes in and he didn't ask to turn it off, but I saw a tear go down his face, and I, and I and I hit the space bar and asked him if he wanted to stop, and all his reply was, "Am I allowed to?" Like that was my fucking reply. <laughs> it was fuck. It was hard, man. It was hard to watch that shit. But, um, so whenever I wa I watch porno, I'm like, "Oh man, it's you know it's rape porno." I'm like, "No, it's not," because uh, <laughs> I've seen rape porno, and that's not rape porno. Yeah. But 
I've seen some fucking horrible things, man. So, but anyway, my my buddy, get back to this porno. Uh, it's like a fucking stupid like. These girls are eighteen and naughty, and like this one girl's given a blowjob, and she's got braces on, which always creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> and then she just won't stop staring at the fucking camera, like because they're, they're trying to do like the first person. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when they stare at me. I don't like it even more when they stare at me like I owe them money. <laughs> it's like really like it's like I'm doing this, but you're you're gonna pay afterwards. <laughs> Wait, no, I I don't like porno where I need to where I need to pay for the hooker. I like the porno where there's a beautiful woman who finds me attractive. <laughs> and then she has fucking band aids over every fucking finger. What the fuck? And one was like, and some of them were like Care Bears. One of them was uh, Cars, the movie. <laughs> like it was fucking weird. I'm like, one was Rugrats. They had Rugrats, like Rectar. This is the kind of porno Brian steals from his friends. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, and it had nothing to do with the movie. It it wasn't like she's pretending to be 15 or something because I won't I won't do that shit. Right. But, um, it was just you could tell like like she had some issues with her fucking um fingernails, mm-hmm. so she just fucking. It's like, oh god, I need this. Looks really disgusting when I'm jerking this guy off. I need some band aids because when I think, what do, what, what do I want a woman wearing on her hands when she's jerking me <laughs> off? It's band aids. <laughs> that are bloody gauze. <laughs> like it was like, and I still have it because I come into my buddy and I'm like, what is this, dude? Like, well, he's just like, I don't know. Like the video store was going out of business. He said, take whatever you want. So I took all this porno and I've been selling it on eBay. <laughs> I'm like, you want this back? He goes, no, I watched it. No one's going to want this. <laughs> <laughs> and I just keep traveling. Like, my ex took, like, all of my fucking superhero DVDs and shit. But for some reason, I still have this fucking porno. God damn. <laughs> uh, Brian Muller, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Muller. Uh, let's get into some music. Yeah, let's get and, into something and, light. And, and, and this time, we're not we're not talking about rape and then getting into a Mindy Davies song like we had done twice last year. Yeah. <laughs> but, I felt but, so bad about. <laughs> but speaking of rape. Yes. After this, we got Joe Knows Jack. Yeah. And Joe uh, watched only one Resident Evil. I did. And we'll get to that. Uh, so this is a song from Rustic Radio. And uh, do you want to pick one, or should I go with one? Uh, You pick one. We're going to go with Runaway. It's an original track from Rustic Radio on the Think So Joe Show, all WNY Radio. There it is.
All right. Oh, dropping the yeah, Pepsi. I knocked my Pepsi bottle over. I gotta buy more Pepsi, man. I'm out. Like, this is the last of it. This last drop. You should it's really... It's almost gone, man. You should really not have Pepsi. It actually looks like a tick from over here. Because it's like a vanilla bean. Yeah. <laughs> and a cherry next to it. It actually looks like a almond guard tick. <laughs> that's just a little weird. Yeah. So that's uh that's Rustic Radio. I I really enjoy them. Um, I yeah. like that song, and I like that song even more live. They're such a great live band. I'm sad to see them go. Sad to see them break up. So. <laughs> but now is the time uh for Joe knows Jack. Joe's like I know everything there is to know about music. Um, but I absolutely know nothing about music uh, about movies and TV shows, uh, for the exception of like Simpsons <laughs> and wrestling. So, um, but I, uh, I've been slowly changing that, and, uh, last one he, he really liked was the Star Trek series. This time we went, hey, let's do, uh, video game, we were gonna do video game movies, but we ended up just doing, um, Resident Evil. <laughs> so he's on the fourth one, Resident Evil Afterlife? Is that it? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It's in my email. Thanks for your purchase of uh, of your rental from Amazon Prime. Can I tell you how bad Amazon Prime sucks on my computer? Because I was in here watching it on the on the computer while I was messing around with my lights and shit. Um, but uh, I mean, it, it probably would have pissed me off more if it was a better movie. <laughs> yeah, Resident but, Evil Afterlife. But this one was exactly the same as the one before it. It even took place in the same location. Like, oh, look, there's the people that I let escape in the last movie, but they're back here in California now. And, oh, there's the thing we wanted to get to in the last movie. It's a boat, not a city. Ooh. Okay. And there's your synopsis of Resident Evil Afterlife. Watch the one before it and then realize that the city's a boat and the people never left. Which is great because he keeps saying with everyone, it's like the one before it. It is. So... You don't recommend this to anybody. No, it's the same goddamn movie okay. over and over and over and over again. So you'll never watch this I, again. I, 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 I'm going to tell you what, I'm not even going to watch the next one. I'm just going to come in here next week and be like, it was the same goddamn movie. No. <laughs> I'm going to give you a choice, Joe. I'm okay. Gonna, I'm going to give you, okay. I'm gonna give I, you I get a out. choice. All right. I'm going to give you an out. All right. Go with my next set of movies. Okay. Um, And you're going to have to pick them. I mean, you're going to have to deal with them. Okay. And I, it's going to be a genre. I don't know how long the, how long it's going to be, but I'm not giving you choices. Um, Or you can watch the last two Resident Evil movies. All right. I'm not even going to tell you what the genre is. <laughs> so so I, can, I, I can get out of Resident Evil, but I'm stuck with whatever comes next. Yes. Now, here's the best part. How much... It's like, how much does Brian really love me as a friend? <laughs> does I, he... Because I am a bit of a sadist... He is. But you are a good friend. I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not like rape porn or anything. <laughs> well, now that you spoiled the, no, it's not <laughs> no, it's a movie. It's like an actual movie. Okay. Um, or set of movies. Fuck. That's a, that is a, that's a tough decision because now it's like, do I watch the last two of these and have some freedom going forward? Or do I get stuck with whatever you pick? And for all I know, it could be the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I could be sitting here stuck watching fucking Iron Man and the Hulk and all that other. Man, I wasn't even think about that. Actually. Like, well, because well, I hated Captain America. 
Yeah. When, when we did Captain America. So I, Which I, is so surprising to me. It's like so weird. Like, I'll watch the Resident Evil movies and I'll get it like it feels like a different genre here, there, and everywhere. For me, it feels a little different and, and it continues the storyline. You're like, it's fucking garbage. And then I'll watch like Captain America <laughs> or Jurassic Park and I'm like, I love this and I love this and I love this. Like, it's fucking garbage. And it's like, and then I'll watch No Holds Barred. I'm like, it's garbage. You're like, it's the greatest cinematic movie of all time. <laughs> What's that smell? Dookie. <laughs> I just watched this great guy on YouTube. If you guys ever check him out, it's called uh, the YouTube channel is called Good Bad Flicks. Okay. And what he does is he actually he'll he does reviews. He also does good bad movie, uh, good bad video games. I haven't checked any of those out. I just found out about it today. But he also does like exploring like certain movies, and then what is a bad flick that's actually a good flick. Mm-hmm. So like he explored. Um, He's explored movies like Cobra, which everyone says was a flop. It was actually number one in the box office on Memorial Day weekend. It started Sylvester Stallone. I know you've never seen it, but um, and it's just like it's like just exploring. It's and it gives you a lot of background information and stuff like that. And then there's good bad movies where he just gives you the whole plot of the movie, and then he will actually tell you why it's a good movie, like like the remake of The Blob. All He's right. done that. Um uh critters um uh the puppet master shit like that so um but yeah i don't uh the fly two everyone knows the fly one's good everyone calls the fly two a bad movie so he goes well this is why it's a good bad flick and then it's like and this is why it's good and bad the original idea for it was good and then everyone changed it and did this and did that and they couldn't get so and so and blah 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 so that's why it looks like this now and it, it's just stuff like that. But sure. um, if anybody wants to take a look at that, I've been like, and he's funny too, so I watch him like religiously. He will just go like, and there's a boom mic. And then like, and just keep going. <laughs> like there's a, a, a movie that I saw growing up off the sci-fi channel called uh, Night of the Comet, where everyone turns into either zombies or moon dust. Moon dust, quotation marks. And it's there's these shots where it looks like it's supposed to be like nobody there, like everyone's dead and it's a ghost town. And then there's just one homeless guy walking in the corner of the screen because they had so little money. They just went to they went to L.A. and then shot in uh, the um, Christmas Day and they just shot as long as they could and then tried making sure nobody was in the shot. And then they just put like colors on the screen like they just changed the tint and shit and like that was it. Sure. All of a sudden it's like magic. So um, (laughs) but he explains shit like that and explains, you know, if it's based off a movie or a video game or whatever. Okay. He did a great one of um, Super Mario Brothers, and it made me want to watch Super Mario Brothers again. <laughs> so it's also great for movies that you're like, I don't know if I want to watch it. But l- like he did The Happening with M. Night Shyamalan. And I've never seen the movie, so I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll watch that one day. And I'm like, well, let me get his thing. And he had his good, bad movies. Oh, no, he had it Exploring The Happening. It's like, no, The Happening's a good fucking movie. Just because you hate M. Night Shyamalan for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Like, every every movie was a fucking hit, and then he did The Happening, and that was a fucking hit. But no, fuck him. And everyone <laughs> bitched about one movie he did, because the, the studio made it sound like a horror movie. I never even watched it. And it stars Paul Giamatti, who I love. But um, the studio, all the trailers, they edited it to look like a horror fl- film, and it's like... It's like a, a kid's bedtime story. Because oh, that's what he, he... He actually created the story for his kids. As bedtime stories for him. And so... And that was... He's just like, you know what? Let me just expand on it a little bit. And that's it. And, and But they made it like a horror movie. So now I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta watch this fucking movie. But anyway, what are... What's your choice? 
Well, I, I might hate myself in a couple of weeks, but uh, fuck it. Let, 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 let's do it. What, what do you got for me? Oh, okay. what, what, what do you got? So let's no more it. Resident Evil. So no Resident more, Evil was so bad, he was taking the gamble. I'm taking the gamble. So I don't uh, want to watch the same movie two more times. <laughs> okay, so here is what I'm giving you. We already talked about it last week. Extreme sports. Okay. So it's uh, extreme sports or sport movies that aren't your traditional sport. Sure. I'm not giving you over the top. I we've already done. I know. Top, so, yeah. but but it's something of that like vein. It's like when you you know no holds barred. Even a wrestling movie. I can give you. I'll give you. Maybe I'll give you a wrestling movie. But sure. I think you've seen every fucking wrestling movie. Okay. <sighs> I don't know everyone, but the one with John Cena and Danny Glover. Have you seen that one? Which one's that? I don't know the fucking name of it. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think so. Okay. Wow. It's actually a pretty decent one. But anyway, um, okay. So the one with Edge and Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, but that wasn't a wrestling movie. It was not a wrestling movie. No, that was correct. just it just had a wrestler in it and Jamie Kennedy. This is you are correct. Oh, I know you're talking about fucking uh, legendary. legendary. Yes, yeah. I have seen that one. Yeah. Okay. It was that was decent though. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. So I didn't hate it. I watched okay. uh, Race to Witch Mountain the other day. With uh, with the Rock. With the Rock, I never saw the original one, and we're like, oh, what to watch? What to watch? We're like, oh. You know, we actually like rock movies for the most part. And it's so funny watching The Rock in that because you're like, man, he became such a great actor. And like, he's not actually that good of an actor, but he's become such a better actor since right. since 2009. But I'm going to give you extreme sports movies. So your first one is Better Off Dead starring John Cusack from the 80s. Okay. And it's got Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, or you know him from Snot as, uh, as Snot from American Dad. Um, and uh, yeah, so... Because there's skiing in it. There isn't much skiing, but it's skiing and nice There's cars. enough skiing for you to justify it being the movie. Yeah, it's not like there's a shot of skiers and then that's it. So it it's all it it all cum, culminates into skiing. Okay. So into a ski competition. So that's why that's why I'm giving it to you. So um but there you go. So that's that's gonna be your first movie. I've got like six or seven of them. Um can you put on how much it how much it'll cost you? Because I think I have the DVD, I just have to find it. Because I don't, I don't like you spending more than three dollars on the, on these bits. I don't mind <laughs> if yeah, the but, movie doesn't suck. Like last night was just like uh, <laughs> you're like I spent fucking money on this. I spent four dollars, and to be perfectly honest with you, I wasn't paying that much fucking attention to it. Like I was paying enough attention to get the gist of it, and it's just like, wait, this is the exact same plot of the last fucking movie. Um, <laughs> All right, so Better Off Dead is what we're yes. looking for. Better Off Dead. And searching, 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 searching. Mark Marco's uh, non-traditional sports, like water sports. There's Better Off Ted. No. No, Better Off the Evil, Evil Dead, Dead, Shaun of the Dead. Ferris Bueller's Day what Off. The what the fuck? fuck? That doesn't even fit. I guess it has off in it. Well, Jeez. what the fuck? It might be an issue of I might have to borrow it from you because I don't know if I can find it. Let's put it in quotes. Did I, I didn't fuck them near the fucking movie. I, I can't be that messed up. Better. Who who who's who's in it? Better off dead. Red fucking there. Uh, John Cusack. Yeah, it got a fucking seventy eight percent on on Rotten Tomatoes. John Cusack. Let's search for John Cusack movie. That's uh, interesting. Let's see if we can. There's Arsenal, Anastasia, Stand By Me, Identity, Being John Malkovich, Con Air, Hot Tub Time Machine, 
2012, The Prince, 16 Candles, Sell, The Butler, High Fidelity, I own that one, uh, Runaway Jury, Serendipity, The Frozen Ground, The Raven, Maps to the Stars, Chirac, uh, The Thin Red Line, The Paperboy, The Bagman, Dragon Blade Adaptation. Uh, yeah, I don't see it. It's We're still scrolling here. What the fuck, man? What was that site I used to go to? <laughs> Can I stream dot it? Oh uh, yeah, that was it. Okay, let's see. That's Can I stream well, he's, it? He's done a lot of fucking movies. That's that's the big problem. He's been doing movies for so fucking long. Yeah, right. Okay, so better off dead. Let's see if this because uh, we stopped going here because this site would occasionally, more than occasionally, not work. So let's yeah. see if we can uh, search here and see. If we're gonna find out if I can if I have to pay for this movie or not. Okay, you're on Amazon, right? You have Amazon? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm just going to go on there and search it. Still searching. And we're searching. And we're searching. Jesus. Yeah, that's taking a while. Why do I have a fucking ad? Fuck you. Don't give me fucking ads. <laughs> I didn't fucking watch anything yet. Uh, better. It's still, uh, still not going. See, I just put, this, is, this is why we stopped going to this site. I just put Better Off and it came right up. Actually, no, One Crazy Summer came up. That's weird. Better Off Dead's not on. Better Off Dead's, like, not on anything. Apparently not. That's really weird. It's such a good fucking movie. Why? Because One Crazy Summer's in there, which doesn't count. There's water sports in there, Mark. It's not really <laughs> water sports you're looking for, but... Okay, so uh, when I see you tomorrow, I will drop off the DVD. Uh, yeah, it's looking like that's going to be what we have to do, because, like, this site don't want to fucking do anything. <laughs> it has not moved since I hit enter. That's great. Try it again. I don't know what to All right. And we, we originally wanted them to, like, to sponsor the show, and now we're like, fuck these guys. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh I guess I'm I will I'll have to borrow the DVD, I guess. Yeah, I'll drop the when I see you tomorrow, I'll drop the DVD off and I'll also drop the um I'll probably drop both DVDs off cuz uh my, my next choice is is there too. So I'll just, so I don't fucking forget. Cool. So there you go, and it's going to be free. Cool. And you have a computer that still has a a fucking CD uh or a DVD uh player in it. I sure do. Cuz like everyone I know are getting all these like these lap these laptops that are like or i guess they're like like chromebooks and shit and it's just like yeah <laughs> it's got it's got it's got like 80 or 75 gigabytes of hard drive i'm like what are you gonna do with that yeah right oh well, no you can hook up like you could hook up hard drives and stuff to it i'm like well where's the where's the cd-rom on it why do you need a cd-rom <laughs> uh what about a dvd-rom why do you need a dvd-rom you don't watch dvds that became, well, my last laptop was, like, just one of them small, like, 11-inch laptops that had, like, you know, I, I think it had, like, a 250-gig hard drive in it, at least, but, like, the, uh, you know, it didn't have a CD drive or nothing like that, and that became, like, a prerequisite because my job, like, yeah, I would go to fucking Redbox before work with my laptop before that one and just rent fucking movies yeah. just out of sheer boredom. And like, uh, you you should have a you should have a fucking red box. Wait, does your uh, that's what like most hotels should have. They should have a fucking red box. That's actually not a bad idea. So, uh, like, I know some hotels that they have they actually have complimentary DVDs. Like they'll give you a D, like they'll have a whole library and go, what do you want? 
um which is cool for the exception of like usually when i'm going to a hotel i just want to fucking sleep and get to the next gig but, sure but yeah you should talk to your boss if your boss wants to make some fucking bank that is not a bad idea because it's because it's you're not spending any you're spending uh i think it's um almost like a franchise fee like a usury fee like for a vending machine sure but you're not spending all the money on the dvds if you guys have dvd players i don't know if you guys have dvd players we don't see that's that's a problem so never mind fuck you it's a super eight i went to a super eight that a fucking d that was the super eight that offered me uh uh it was a super eight in new hampshire i think it was new hampshire uh, yeah, it was New Hampshire or Connecticut or something. But I went there and they were like, and they had a pool for my kids and they had a they had a fucking arcade in there. I mm-hmm. thought all Super Eights were like this. I'm like Super Eight is the greatest in the world. And I went, then I dropped you off to your Super Eight once. I'm like, there's nothing in here. That's sad. <laughs> That's true. There's nothing in there because like, and they were like, yeah, we have all these kids movies too, and then we have some uh, some adult movies, and then we have some late night adult movies. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't. I'm not renting your. Movies, right? No, I just steal them from my friends. <laughs> I was just listening to Jim Cornette the other day talking about uh, hotel he stayed at, where, um, like, they would have they had a VCR at the desk, and like you could call and be like, I want to watch this movie, and they would put the movie on, but then that movie is on in everybody's room, so like. <laughs> He was talking about like 3 a.m. and it was just him and like some of the other wrestlers were staying in the place and somebody had he turns it turns on the channel where they would put the VHS on and like somebody's watching this fucking raunchy ass porno. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's great. I yeah, love, I, love, I love Jim Cornette's uh, shit. <laughs> I listen to him all the time. I just listen to uh, rants from both Jericho and Steve Austin going, and the rants are like two minutes long. Like Chris Benoit's not going to the Hall of Fame. It's yeah, not even, I listened to both of those recently. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, Chris, Chris Benoit is a great wrestler, uh, but it's overshadowed by the fact that he murdered his little child and wife. Yeah. <laughs> and he murders wife first. Like, how do you go to his kid and be like, oh, mommy's sick? Like, let's leave mommy. Don't you wife. listen to Eminem? No. <laughs> Help me throw her in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I can't believe you'd say something like that. <laughs> oh my god oh my god there you go okay, some charlton heston i make a okay i only have one good impression so all my other impressions are bad you want to hear my good impression okay okay you want to hear my impression of jack nicholson sure bit of a dick <laughs> that's it that's all i got see it's a joke because you're expecting something else yeah right you're i i got it so, <laughs> i i really think that i could be a comedian if because I get shit on pretty much, I've gotten shit on most of my life, so what's, what's you know, doing in front of less people than normal? <laughs> but um, I, I just don't think I have it in me. It's it's harder to be a, um, it's harder to be a fucking comedian than it is to be a musician. Because so. you have to think of jokes that no one's ever said, or have to put a spin on it. So, like, I actually really got into, I, I don't know if you ever heard of him, Christopher Titus. Yeah. Like, if you listen to his shit, it's all about his, like, ex-wife and how much of a fucking flaming bitch she is and how horrible his dad is. hmm And that would be my, that would be my stuff until I got any little bit of fame, and then I'd get sued by my ex-wife <laughs> or my father. So, like, right away, they'd be like, oh, that's not completely true. Um, It wasn't on a Tuesday, so that's defamation of character. <laughs> what? So I'd just be held up in so much litigation, just like... 
<laughs> like it got to the point where like Christopher Titus has a bit and he's just like allegedly she stabbed me in a kidney. <laughs> I have to say allegedly because I'll get in trouble if I act, if I said she did this, but allegedly and like and then it got so bad it was just like like I just heard her Kevin I just heard a Kevin Smith podcast and he was just like um I we were wishing Kevin Smith a speedy yeah, recovery. Yeah, yeah, speedy recovery. Yeah, he had a fucking heart attack. He had a fucking widowmaker, and he lived. Yeah. God. The best part is just like my dad died of a heart attack. My mom's got two stints in her heart, and I'm 47, and I couldn't, I couldn't catch my breath or anything. But I didn't think it was a heart attack. I'm like, I have bad gas, and I'm like, is it a heart attack? <laughs> like, I'm like so fucking afraid. Like, he's like, and the worst part, the, I, the worst part about it was we weren't gonna get to do Jay and uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> yeah, well, like I like because I downloaded it because the Wi-Fi was spotty. At, yeah. uh at work, but I downloaded it all. It took me all day to download like the 19 minute podcast or vlog he did. Sure. So I'm listening on the way home, and I start crying. When he starts crying, he's just like, you know, you know, I miss my, I'm gonna miss my daughter. My, I'm like, oh my god, don't, don't do it. Yeah, right. He starts crying. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like holy shit. But yeah, he fucking, he fucking had a heart attack, man. But um, he says he's, he says he's good, and it's funny because he goes to his doctor. He's like, you know, I feel fucking great. And the doctor's like, well, now you're getting blood to your fucking heart, so of course you're feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> like. All the uncomfortableness of having a stint in your heart doesn't fucking matter when, oh my god, your heart's like, oh my god, look at all this blood, this is great. <laughs> it's all oxygenate, oxygenated and shit, yeah. But uh, he did this thing where he was at Comic-Con like a year or two ago, and someone's mm -hmm. like, can you give us some more stories about Bruce Willis? And he's just like, let's pretend it's a dream. Like, let's say this, you know, let's say this, this isn't true. Let's say I had a dream about this. Because because he just he could not say all the shit all the horrible shit that Bruce Willis put him through. Mm -hmm. So so that I guess that's I'll have to start everything out with like everything I'm gonna say from here on out is false. If you want to take it as true, I'd believe it if you told it to me. Like something like that. Like, but yeah, I think I'd I'd be I think I'd be a decent comedian as long as I didn't try being funny. I just don't <laughs> that's what everyone tells me like brian you're so much funnier we don't try to be funny that's usually the case yeah like the second i try to be funny i'm just like like my my girlfriend used to she dated this guy who was a comedian and like that was his job was he was a comedian and he was like where was she i think she was living in she was living in oklahoma at the time and he actually like every time someone came through he was the opener so he opened for like Jerry Seinfeld before Seinfeld really blew the fuck up. Mm -hmm. He opened for uh, Mitch Hedberg. He opened up for Jim Brewer. Like he opened up for like all these fucking guys. And she's just like he wasn't fucking funny at all. <laughs> like, he was like the least fucking funny guy in the world. Like I love like Louis Louis Black because he doesn't actually. He just tells the truth. He's just like you know. Then they fuck you in the ass. It's like. Yeah, they fucked me in the ass. That's fucking hilarious. My life is in shambles. Yeah. Well, that was how George Carlin was. George Carlin wasn't fucking funny. George Carlin was truthful, and it yeah. was just... But he originally was funny. He originally, was... he was a comedian. He's like, you know, it, the reality is funnier than, than the fiction. So let's just... But, yeah, it. exactly. And then he just, he turned it around, and he's like, you know, he put his spin on the truth to make it like, well, this guy's right, but he's fucking hilarious, too. I do you know. I I do like the one joke from Mitch Hedberg. Uh, if no one's ever know doesn't know anything from Mitch Hedberg, check it out on YouTube. It's hilarious. He's got two bits. He's got one. He's just like, 
I hate those hard tests where it's yes or no. Have you ever had PCP or sugar? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? And then he's got another one where he's just like, I went to a CD store. I went to an al uh, a record store that specializes in hard-to-find albums. Nothing was alphabetized. <laughs> like, that, that was it. And I'm like... But he was always stoned, so he was always, like, high and shit. So, and it... Well, you know, he used to do drugs. He still did, but he used to, too. He, oh, <laughs> nice! See? I, when I was... Like, I caught Mitch Hedberg on a, like, CBC. Like, when I was, like, a teenager. And, like, he had this one joke where he's like, you know, when somebody on the street hands me a flyer, it's like they're saying, here, you throw this away. And, like, I said that, like, anytime anybody would ever hand me a flyer, that was like, I would turn to my buddy and I would say that, you know? And, like, <laughs> um, you know, and so, like, I didn't even know who it was until years later. And I'm like, oh, that guy. Like, it was funny because his because his comedy was he'll just he'll just fucking stand there and tell you the thing like and then Dane Cook original Dane Cook was he was just so all over the fucking place. Right. And that's that was the Dane Cook like I like when the when he had the original Comedy Central special before he was like Madison Square Garden this and you know Caesar's Palace that. Sufi. Yeah. I don't even know how to fucking do it. This this one. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I think it was that. I think it was. The no, that's shocker. the shocker. <laughs> that. I, I, don't I don't know. know. I, I I have no I idea. But it was this. It was because it was two finger. It, I think it was this. I, I don't, don't fucking. I don't, I, don't I don't know. Whatever. I don't, we keep saying like, look at this. Look at this. Like I can't fucking look at it. You need a YouTube channel and a green screen or something. <laughs> Gee, where would I get a green screen? I just don't know. <laughs> and then you know, even if you have the green screen, you got to light it. Where are you gonna get the lights? Yeah, I know that sounds expensive. Yeah. <laughs> how much were? How much was that setup? <laughs> Uh, 86. Holy shit. He's raised the price since then. It is now 87. Oh, well, now it's a fucking highway robbery. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a, not a bad deal for all of that all in one. Cause if you buy it all separately, it's going to cost you like 150 bucks. So we're well, going to get into some music. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the worst jobs we've ever had. Ooh. I'd love to hear, uh, if you guys are listening live, I'd love to hear, uh, what are some of the worst jobs you've had? I'd love to get them before the end of this song break. Hopefully, uh, it's not a, an extremely short song because that sort of ruins it. Uh, yeah, I have no idea how long the songs are. So, if, if you're a jizz mopper, you're going right up top. <laughs> you're like a, a job is a jizz mopper, not just someone who likes to mop up jizz. We'll, we'll just over. we'll start with a song, and if it's not long enough, maybe we'll do a second song. Hey, cool! I'm, How's I'm, that I'm down for that. And who are we is, listening to? This is gonna be Stalking Neptune. Boom! And uh, this first song is gonna be called "Come to Life." On all WNY radio, the Think So Joe Show. Vision's hand 
Neptune, think so. Joe show all WNY radio. I like that band again. Yeah. No longer with us, right? So uh, we're gonna talk. You wanted to talk about uh... what are some crappy jobs you've had? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you and I uh, here. I don't know if anyone knows this about us, but you know, we're not formally fully college educated here. I say fully because we've both gone to college. <laughs> so. um both gone to college, neither one of us finished college. Let me tell you a story. Really I was trailed uh, off on that one, but yeah. We grabbed a we grabbed a lift a couple of weeks ago and the uh lift driver uh was the keyboard player from the abrupters. And he's like he's like, Hey man, do you remember when we used I'm like, What? He says, Yeah, man, we went to college together. I'm like, We did? He's like, Yeah, man, you remember like we went down to the radio station when this guy was doing like a Who Wants to be a millionaire game show thing and we like all got money. I'm like I, I do remember that, but I don't remember you. I don't remember you. Know? you. Like, and, and, and he's he's also good friends with Karina. So it was like, wow. Like, uh, what are the odds, you know, that I knew this guy? Um, but uh, I digress. Uh, horrible jobs. I, uh, I took a job in a cemetery. Uh, I was digging foundations for headstones, which are not six feet. They're three feet because they just fill them with concrete and they put the, the headstone on top. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, but, uh, yeah, that, uh, I, I don't do, uh, <laughs> I don't do well with physical labor. Um, so that, uh, that lasted all of a week, but I really took the job just to be like, Hey, I worked in a cemetery once. See, I like, I'd be cool with that job. Was it just digging by hand or? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I would have done that job. That wouldn't have been an issue for me. Um, any any other weird jobs? Any other or bad jobs or? I mean, uh, I think we've spoken at length about my uh, day at Kmart. <laughs> yeah, your, your day. I love that. <laughs> my fucking day at Kmart. Like, goddamn! I was driving. I was going by Kmart the other day. I was coming back from Home Depot, and there's a big sign right out front that says Kmart now hiring. I'm like, yeah, because nobody wants to fucking work there. Not even you. You you turned down the job there. Yeah, well, I sort of just didn't show up, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I, as far as shitty jobs go, those are pretty much the ones. Uh, like, I worked in a call center, and I'd never work in a call center again. Because um, that was more, that was, but that was more like, I didn't like the way the place was run. Because it was like, I mean, you know when you call a place, and they're like, this call may be monitored for quality assurance purposes, right? Yeah. So they monitored one of my calls, and they're like, this is one of the best calls we've ever heard, but you fail. Because you didn't tell him to update his, uh, it was uh, it was customer service for Verizon Wireless, and they had what was co- called a preferred roaming list, uh, where you would dial a number and it would update in your phone, yeah. and it would get you all the latest towers. And you didn't tell him to update, like, but he was calling to ask if he could use his phone in Canada. <laughs> like, and I answered his question. So, like, how do I fail this question? You know, and then it was like, ah, you know what, fuck this. And I, I'm, it was a second job. Yeah. I don't really fucking, I was out, you know, like. Let's see. So. Uh, when I moved to Buffalo, I was out of work for a couple of months. And then I was like, you know what, Let I couldn't do the tile work because everybody around here wanted carpet in their fucking bathrooms. What? Or, or fucking uh, linoleum and shit. So I was like, okay, well. I, linoleum i can understand yeah it was, <laughs> it was really big in rochester i was installing carpet for lowe's and like they're like well can i get some in my bathroom like and it's like all guys i'm like oh i don't not want to clean this fucking i don't want to take the old carpet out yeah right so um it got to the point where i told lowe's like tell them that they're gonna have to pull the carpet out if i get there and the carpet's not there they're pulling it out right in front of me and then they're wiping the fucking floor down mm-hmm so, which has happened a few times, but um, but I was like, well, I've worked at a building material place where it's, it's not quite a lumber yard. Like they have, they they have, it's a lumber yard, but they don't mill their own lumber. Well, there was a fucking. I was like, well, let me. There was a place that said that they're a building material manu- uh, manufacturer, and what they really were is they were just a milling yard. But I really wanted the job. the The guy who was hiring me was really nice. Everybody was really nice. I'm like, okay, well, this is pretty good. And, um, I go there and like, it was, it was a really weird day. Cause I woke up and I had this like nice long letter from Lily and I still have it. I have it actually hanging up in my bedroom, uh, because it was just so well-written and talking about how proud she is of me and stuff like that. And, uh, which I was at, I was in a sort of low place at the time just because of everything going on with my ex-wife. So I'm like, well, this, this is really nice. And I go there and. And the guy is like teaching me, this is how we're going to do that. I'm like, okay, well, I, I wasn't told any of this stuff. I was told that, you know, you guys were a lumber yard. Well, this is lumber. I'm like, no, but you're milling lumber. There's a difference here. And I was just getting back into music and the Buffalo scene. And I did not want to, um, be handling machines that can rip the fucking skin from my bones in a matter of seconds. Right. So, um, but I stayed with, I, I, I'm like, well, let me just, let me see how the day goes. Like, maybe they're going to be like, oh, no, it's, it's not, it's not that bad. 
And this guy is everyone I met on my on my second interview weren't there. They all like had off or a couple guys quit, and I'm like, uh oh. And there's this big fat ass white guy. Um, and he is he's the foreman of the of of the workshop. And everybody else working there is black. I'm the only white guy working the floor that isn't management, which is scary. And he starts saying this shit to these guys. He's just like, come on, you jungle bunnies. What? Yeah. Jeez. And he never used the N-word. Never. Just every other racial slur you can think of. He called them porch monkeys. He called them monkeys a lot. And he's... and um. And he actually went to me. He goes, so did uh, so-and-so, I don't remember his name. He just goes, so, did so-and-so tell you about pay? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah, you get bananas every couple of weeks. I was like, what the fuck, man? And that's when I walked out. And as I walked out, one of the guys, the first guy that hired, the first guy in my first interview was there. I walked out and uh, he's like, hey, so how you like the job? I'm like, I'm quitting because that's, that's fucking racist. Mm-hmm. And that, that's unbelievable and just detestful. Mm-hmm. And I walked out. They never sent me my check. I worked like four or five hours. And they never even sent me my check. Damn. So, like, which I think, which is also illegal, but it got to the point where, you know, I'm just, keep the money because I don't even want to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the worst job. One other job I had was my first real job, or no, my second real job, I guess you could say, was I was uh, working at a place uh, called Cedarhurst Paper in Long Island. It's sort of like Party City. And um, I got smacked in the back of the head pretty hard by um, my boss. And I was 14 or 15 at the time. And I was doing his job for him. And he was, uh, he was, he was management. And he's just like, do put, you know, it was pretty much take down all of these uh, goodie bag toys and shit. And it's like, I don't know, eight foot section and put them back up. And he didn't doesn't give me a planogram, doesn't give me anything. And um a planogram for anyone who doesn't know is pretty much a blueprint. You follow it and you're good to go. I mean, if you work at Kmart. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But so um But I had spent about eight months there and they were already talking about making me a key holder, which is pretty much one rung lower than assistant manager, because I can't I couldn't be assistant manager until I was eighteen. Right. So I think it was fifteen at this time. And I was just I was so I do the work and shit like that. And he fucking, he's just like, what the fuck is this? I go, you didn't give me a planogram or anything. And this just makes the most sense. You know, cause I put pretty much all the toys that make that were close, closely related next to each other. But some of them were like, one was like a paper, paper planes. And then the other one, which are really long. And then right next to him, I put like toy planes that were really short in a bag. And he's just like, what are you a fucking retard? And he smacks me in the back of the head. And I tried cooling off after three hours because I was still working and I went, I'm not cooling off. So I quit. I quit right there. And <laughs> but it was funny because I convinced my best friend who got me the job to quit, too, because they changed. His, they kept changing his hours. They kept uh, because it was all because um, the only time you can get your hours were they were they were um, printed out on a printer. So what was happening is you had to go in there. Didn't matter if it was your day off or not. You could not call had to go in there and since this is before uh cell phones uh for the most part uh, before camera phones i guess sure uh he um he went in there would write his hours out and then he would uh 
leave. And then they, they change the schedule on them and like, oh, why didn't you come in yesterday? Um, it says here that I wasn't supposed to come in. Uh, well, it says on here that you're supposed to come in. Like, because what would happen is, you know, the manager would have his favorites and and just take certain people off and leave certain people on and stuff like that. So he, um, so I convinced my best friend to fucking quit too. So my best friend quits. He's like, hey, I'm leaving. And he goes, okay, whatever. And he just fucking, so my best friend leaves. And then I'm like, I'm leaving too. He goes, well, Brian, let, let's talk about this. And this is in front of everybody. And he, he wasn't like begging or anything. He was just like, oh, let, let's talk about this. So what, what about this? And what about, I'm like, dude, you fucking hit me. Mm-hmm. You hit me. And then I came back a couple of days later. My parents didn't fucking believe me because my parents are assholes. But a couple of days later, I come back to talk to the, um, to talk to the owners of the place. Cause they, they, there's, they, they owned a couple, a couple of, um, stores, but that store was their hub and they, they all had offices in the back. So I go there and this guy goes to me and he's just like, well, you have no proof. I go, what about the cameras? He goes, oh, the cameras don't work. I was like, oh, okay. So then uh, I was still friends with the assistant manager there because the sec- the assistant manager, when I first worked there, he was the guy who hired me. Um, he got arrested for child pornography and um, and uh, having sexual relations, not sexual intercourse, but sexual relations with a 13-year-old girl. And he was 26 or 27. So I that's why, one of the reasons I never, wear a, I never have a mustache. Because, because of that guy because i never want to ever think about looking like that guy right, right he was so fucking weird looking but yeah the assistant manager then after i told him that i'm like yeah they said that the the, the cameras don't work he goes really and then he started testing it out so then he just started robbing the place hmm. and then what he found out he's like he was like I, he's like i was doing the books he's just like after a couple of months he's like yeah they started having me do the books because they felt like they couldn't trust the manager and he found out that everybody all the employees were all the the head guys, the owners, were skimming the place because it was a family-run business. Everybody was skimming. He's just like, so what's one more person skimming? So he used yeah, to, right. yeah. So he used to just take me out for like, he was like, hey, just come by the store and take whatever you want and stuff like that. So like, and they they'd lose all their all their employees every six months. Every six months there'd be a whole new batch of employees. Shit. But so yeah, I went in there and just like just just I used to just take tons of candy and then sell it at school. I'm like, oh, what do you want? Like. <laughs> That was after my alcohol. I, I couldn't sell alcohol anymore. <laughs> so I worked at uh, I worked at Blockbuster. Can you believe that? I worked at Blockbuster. I and, can't um, believe it. Every time you say it, I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm living proof. You don't have to watch movies to work at Blockbuster. Give me one second here. <laughs> All right, am I back? I'm back. Okay, good. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So I worked at Blockbuster, uh, which was a cool job uh, i liked working at blockbuster and you could rent you know you could rent movies and video games before they put them out, put them out on the shelf and then like older movies and games you could rent for free and whatever um but by the end of my time working there we got a new manager the manager we had had gone to a bigger store and they brought a, a manager who was an assistant manager from a smaller store over to manage our store um and uh, she basically wouldn't put me on the schedule any days other than Saturdays. And, like, by the time I left, the only employees that were still left were the women who worked there and the very effeminate male that worked there. But he wasn't gay. I, 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 I don't speculate. I don't judge. If he, if he was, 
good for him. More power to him. Yeah, if he was good for him, I don't, I don't judge. Hey, you appreciate the gays. I do. I sound so weird over here. And then I still okay. There we go. it's it's because your mic picks me up over there, but your mic won't pick me up if I'm over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. So like, it was uh, that was like, why the fuck do you keep scheduling me Saturday? So I tried to change my availability so I was available any day except for fucking Saturday. And she was like, no, that's not happening. So we like, that's the only time I've really been fired from a job. I talked to corporate. But at the same time, well, I probably should have. But at the same time, I, uh, you know, I I quit at the same time. You know what I mean? So it was like we mutually parted ways. And I was just kind of laying around the following, you know, like a week later and got a call like, hey, are you still looking for a job? It was like the temp agency I was going through, Spherion or whatever the fuck. Right. And I'm like, uh, yeah, they're like do you want to work for a hot tub cover factory? Like, I don't know what the (laughs) fuck that is, but yeah, sure. Whatever. So I went and worked for a place called commercial fabrics and they made, uh, like, uh, like if you had a hot tub and you needed to buy a cover for it, we made it. That's where they make it is right there in, uh, in North Tonawanda. Um, so I, I worked there for exactly a year before I, Got an offer like, hey, you should go apply at the uh, at the hotel because a shit ton of people just quit. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So I went and I applied and I got hired on the spot and I've been in hotels ever since because yay, hotels. <laughs> I, um, I used to work for Labor Ready when I got. um. This was I forgot when this was, but um, it was before I started working at Hunt Real Estate, which was sort of a bad job but when i uh i was working for labor ready which was really like it's a te- it's a temp agency for pretty much labor stuff sure you get paid forty dollars you work you work eight hours or something like that you get paid forty dollars but if you want to work you've got to be there at fucking it doesn't matter if the job starts at eight you don't know if you can get the job so you have to be there at fucking i had to get there at five o'clock in the morning yeah, I've had friends that have done labor ready, so I'm, I'm so, familiar. So, and then they give you a stipend if you have, um, if you have a car. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll bring somebody because what you do is you you have to go to labor ready, and then you have to go, and then you have to come back at the end of the day, and then they give you a check. I'm like, sure. So I'd bring people. My stipend was like an extra five bucks <laughs> for gas or something. It was like fucking stupid. But there was one where my buddy and I, my buddy's a, is a um, corrections uh, officer, you know, prison guard. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, him and I went to, uh, I think they're called Sky High, Sky High or something like that. It's a, uh, it's a trampoline place. It's right by the airport. And they were just okay. starting to build it. And it was just me and him. And then two dozen uh, freshly out of prison uh guys oh great and they fucking look at him after about and we kept ourselves and it was and we were setting up all these trampolines we're setting everything the fuck up with these springs and shit like that and i'm like this is just isn't safe and and stuff like that and i'm talking to one of the one of the actual employees he goes yeah it's really weird when you come here at night and it gets really cold you can hear everything creaking because all the springs are starting to contract i'm like that's fucking creepy and um and then they go to my buddy about like halfway through and he's just like and they go, you know, you look familiar. <laughs> they go, what's your job? He goes, I've just been doing this for for years. They go, really? I never see you here. He's like, oh, I went to the other labor ready. You go, oh, okay. 
and shit like like and he's like oh and he's like before that I was in, I was selling cars. He goes really? Why'd you get fired? He goes, um, I sold too many for really too cheap to a buddy of mine, and they're like oh yeah, so they thought he was like a fucking felon too, right? Like that he like laid it out that way. I'm, <laughs> I'm just like so you didn't want them to know that um that you that you were uh, uh an officer, and then he goes no of course not because even if they even if I wasn't the one who put them in there. I'm the closest, the closest to someone that they can, that could have put them in there. So right. So, but that that was just a weird fucking job. I worked at Hunt Real Estate where they couldn't say anything wrong about my my um work my workmanship. So what they did is they said I smelled bad, <laughs> and then they fired me. the The owner fired me, but he had no authority to fire me, except for he's the owner. But it's supposed to go to the chain of command, and the person that hired me was supposed to fire me. And she was my friend who hired me. And the reason she hired me was because all the none of the women went to college. And they'd been there for like 20 years. So they were pretty much grandfathered into it. Nobody followed the dress code but me and all this stuff. And and they weren't doing their work. Like they didn't pay my child support for eight months. Shit. And and it was the woman who I literally sat next to her in this in this cubicle. And she didn't she wasn't doing my shit. So the last two months I was teaching this guy how to do everything. And then what they finally realized was the person who taught me, they got tired of her lip. And the only reason that she was able to um, pretty much do whatever she want, run rough shop, was because no one else knew all, all that she was doing. And she's just like, it takes years to learn this stuff. In like six months, I learned it all. Right. And then they fired her when she just stopped coming to work. If anybody doesn't know Brian, Brian's hygiene is impeccable. Like he he's he's very clean. I showered yesterday. I showered last night. Like he's right very he is very clean. So I, I I have a hard time believing that you smelled so bad they had to fire you. But but yeah. So what they did is like for the last so for the last two months I I was teaching someone else and he was he was good to go, and I had nothing to do. So I just uh, sat and watched Netflix on my phone, and just ate all day. And then uh, when they fired me, I just waited for them to fire me, really. Mm-hmm. I didn't show nepotism because I was doing whatever work they were giving me because they were still buying. They, they were buying companies in Arizona that had no QuickBooks or anything, no accounting. And without an accounting degree, I was the only one that could actually fish through everything. So I was like going through all their books of like written, just actual paper receipts to figure shit out. And I'm like, yeah, so they said that they're actually, you know, they're like they're only $50,000 in the hole. And what they didn't know is that they were actually more than more like a quarter of a million dollars in the hole, and their the receptionist was stealing all of the money. Damn, the fucking receptionist. Uh, and then she quit before they could get any of that get any actual proof, and then she moved out of state. Like they couldn't get it. I was like, holy shit! But when they fired me, I shook the owner's hand and the other guy and the CFO's hand. I'm like, well, thank you for this opportunity. And they, they were so taken aback. They're like, what? But yeah, thank you for so much for this opportunity. Like they had no idea. I'm like. Dude, you just paid for a year of my unemployment, so now I can just go tour with my band. Nice. Like, they had no <laughs> idea. And speaking of band... Yes, speaking of bands, uh, this one is called Skin Bound. The band bound with skin. Yes. And... I don't know, do you have a preferred, preferred song here? Or? Crucible. Crucible. All right. Skinbound the Crucible on the Think So Joe show, all WNY radio. We will see you next week. Later.